Hey, broken salespeople, welcome to the workshop. My name is Red Staffstrom, and I'm here to help you fix yourself and fix all the broken sales systems that we've picked up over the years as salesmen. Now today, I wanna talk about closing, closing techniques. See, when Alec Baldwin walked into that room and drew on that chalkboard and told everybody, Jack Lemon, coffee's for closers, made a difference in a lot of people's lives change the way people sell. You see, that Rolex watch and that $80,000 BMW, that first place is a brand new Cadillac, second place is a set of steak knives, some of the most quoted piece of fiction. And I'm gonna say that with multiple layers attached. Most quoted pieces of fiction in the sales industry. See, it's, it sounds impl impressive. And that 1980s slicked back hair, suit, tie, gorgeous Rolex, it's appealing. It absolutely is. That arrogant, braggadocious mindset where you can close anybody. Call the numbers, make the money. The leads aren't weak, you're weak. <laughs> yeah, I love all of those. And I believed it for a long time. In fact, I loved that mindset so much when I started in sales for a long period of time. Gordon Gecko was a background picture that I had on my computer, and it was the profile picture I had for my email. I loved that 80s mindset because things were so simple, weren't they? Always be closing. Always be closing. Greed is good. All those 1980s cliches didn't serve me really didn't. And the older I've gotten, the more I've realized why. Nobody likes to be closed. <laughs> See, us salespeople, we tend to be selfish. We look at things from our own perspective and who can blame us because that's the perspective we have. We don't take enough time to step into the shoes of being a customer and thinking about things from that angle. We look at it as if there's always a magic set of words. There's a magic script. And you say this hocus pocus and everybody signs up. Voila. That's a little bit oversimplistic, isn't it? It sounds like there's some way, some Dr. Strange, Eye of Agamotto way to get everybody to close. And maybe there is, but that's not how you want to do business. I'll tell you that point blank from experience. The people that you have to close are the people you don't want to work with. I've seen that time and time again. The people who I had to close when I sold cars are always the people who destroyed me on customer satisfaction surveys. And don't get me wrong, I was a hard closer and I was good at it. Being in the car business, you kind of had to be. Um, and working in retail, I'll have to admit, closing is something you kind of need. But you have no idea how few people will ever return. They'll never know who just will never show up again because you came across as slimy, because you were a bully and you pushed them into something. And then they'll say, hey, they ran for the hills. We'll think about it. Or they even sign the contract and then still don't come back. The people you close, they're not happy. 
they're usually not. Um, they're not people who want to be lifetime customers. They're not people who bought into your brand. They're not people who get it. I love that phrase. There's every sales company out there say, uh, that every company out there that does sales, hey, there's like 4% of the people who just get it. They get what we're trying to do. Yeah, that means nothing. They don't actually get it. It's just your product filled what they needed to at the time. Not that they agree with your culture, your mission statement. They don't really get it. It's just this worked for them because you didn't sell based on emotion. But now back to the closing statements. See, it wasn't until I read Spin Selling by Neil Rackham that I understood how toxic it was and how being a hard closer was actually hurting me. See, for years, you have this immediate mind, immediate payoff mindset that once you say that closing line, that everybody's going to fall into line because that's when you ask for the business and that's when you get the business. That's the way a closing line works is you find a way to ask for the business, sometimes in a manipulative, underhanded way, and they say yes. So you think, hey, my closing statement works. It's what did it. In reality, a closing statement is a Hail Mary pass at the end of the fourth quarter with three seconds left. That's what a closing statement is. If you have played the game right the first four quarters, the closing statement doesn't mean anything. Maybe it'll switch the tides a little bit, but percentage-wise, the game's already decided. It really is. That's already in play. By the time you get to the closing statement, you may have spent 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, a half hour, two hours, months speaking to these people. And if you think one sentence is what pushed them over the edge, all right, you might as well say abracadabra and hope they sign doesn't work that way. My close now is very simple and it's the softest close you're ever going to hear. Is this something you, you want to move forward with right now or is it something you still need to think about? See, if you did your job up to that point, you don't need any more than that. You just need to ask for the business. You just need that subtle nudge. Are you ready or is it something you still need to think about? Now, I know there's people in the back decrying my heresy, talking about how I'm way off base. You need to close. You need to talk them into it. You should have done that already. The closing statement isn't that magic line where people turn over and show you their bellies. It's just the last question. It's just the question where you ask for the business. If you're using a standing room only close, well, this is the last one we have, so this is your only chance to get it. You know what? You, you could have said that hours before. Say, hey, I want to be honest with you. This is the one we have. I'm not here to pressure you on it. If it's not the right one, I don't want you to move forward, but it's the last one we have. That is being honest. If you tell them you have a back room full of them, that's also being honest. But as soon as they find out you're lying, you've lost that customer. Point blank, period. Zig Ziglar tells a story um, in his book. I believe the book was Born to Win. I've read a few of them. He tells a story about going to a furniture store. 
seeing a couch because his wife wanted a leather couch. So he sees a couch and asks what the price is. Says, yeah, that's the price is ba 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 whatever it was. And Zig said, wow, that's cheap for a leather couch. I'm, that's, that's less than I expected. I'm pretty happy about that. And the guy said, yeah, it's really a great price for a, like a leather couch. Then they continue to walk through the store and they find another couch that's a leather, brown leather couch. Hey, how much is the price of that one? And it's more than double the last couch. Zig loses his mind. What's the difference between that couch and the couch I saw before? Well, this couch is 100% real leather. That one is a leather imitation. Do you know what one he bought? Neither. Because once that salesperson lost his credibility, he never moved forward. Now, Zig Ziglar obviously was a multi-multi-millionaire. And by treating him right, that could have been tens of thousands of dollars in sales for that salesperson if he treated Zig Ziglar the right way. But he didn't, and he bought somewhere else. So by doing these hard sales, you don't know what you're costing yourself. Because what they're going to do is leave and never come back. I don't know if Zig Ziglar ever told that salesman that you lied and I'm not buying. He may have been less confrontational the way most people are and said, well, you know what? I'll think about it. I need to sleep on it. I need to pray on it. That's more likely what was going to happen because people by their very nature are non-confrontational. Fight, 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 flight, or freeze. Only 4% of people, statistically speaking, fight. And I know everybody says, well, I'm a fighter. No, you're not. The army takes months of training people to condition them to have fight as the first response, and it still doesn't work for soldiers. After months of conditioning, if you expect you to, yourself to fight every time at the drop of the hat, you're being delusional, and you're be, even worse, you're being self-delusional. Understand that most people are not going to fight because it's easier to just walk away. We're adults. We aren't seven-year-olds on the playground anymore. We can talk it out with words or ignore it completely. So when I read Spin Selling by Neil Rackham, it really opened my eyes to this because Neil Rackham was a social scientist. He was a researcher. He was somebody who actually went out, observed thousands upon thousands of sales calls and recorded the results and looked at it scientifically. Now, human beings like to have this instant gratification and a closing statement provides that. You ask the question, you get the deal. It's that instant, but they don't realize how much work went into it to get to that point, to get to that close. It's a lot easier to think that that's all it was, but as uh, Neil Rackham was looking through the statistics, looking through the numbers that he recorded from, again, thousands of sales calls. There was no evidence to support training, uh, training in closing techniques. In fact, when people were trained in closing techniques, their numbers typically went down. <laughs> That's the kicker. Um, when salespeople were trained on how to close, on how to close new customers, their numbers got worse. Now, 
I know some of you with skeptics can say, well, that's because they were trying new training. That's because they were trying to do something new. It lasted like that for months. They kept trying to use those training techniques and they kept failing. So why, why does this happen? Well, because you're not asking the right questions and you're expecting the Hail Mary to pull you out of, out of the dirt. Doesn't work like that, never will. Instead, what you need to do is understand what their emotions really are. By the time you ask any kind of closing statement, by the time you ask for the business, you should already know what way they're leaning. You should already know what their big problem is and if your product is even right for them, because sometimes it's not. And for you to push them into the wrong thing, you're giving yourself more headaches. I'm a lazy man. <laughs> I want to say that with brutal, brutal honesty. I am a lazy man, and I do not feel like pushing my problems into the future for a couple of bucks. Because I promise you, when you do those hard closes and you push people into the deal, the same thing's going to happen that always happens. You're going to wait a couple of months, and something's going to bite you in the ass. So ignore that. Focus on building rapport. Focus on listening to your customers. If you do that, if you take the time to understand the problems that they really have, you'll get the deal. Doesn't matter what you say at the end or how you ask for the business, you'll get the deal. All right, so thank you guys very much for joining me in the workshop. Once again, this has been Red Staffstrom with Broken Salespeople. Please take the time to subscribe, to review, really helps the channel out. And until next time, go fix yourself.